0: Hey everyone, this is Ethan Corbett, and I just want to say thank you for joining me for today's episode of Anchored Podcast. Today I'm doing a special episode that I'm going to call Leadership Talks, where instead of doing the usual encouragement that I've been doing, I'm going to do a talk about things that I've learned about leadership or things that I've seen about leadership or even stuff that I've read in scripture that I've related into uh, today's culture to talk about leadership skills, and ministry, and what it means to be a servant leadership. Today, what I want to talk about uh, is bearing fruit and what that means in, in terms of ministry and what fruit even is. I think one of the best verses that sort of describes what spiritual fruit or what it means when it says bearing fruit in the Bible is in Luke six forty three through 45. It says, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor grapes per- picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And the fruit that we bear is the evidence of what is in our heart. So just like a thorn bush can't produce any fruit, people with thorns, anger, anger, offense, pride, they can't produce any spiritual fruit. And in our in ministry it's our mission to train people up in the faith, to introduce them to Jesus, and get them starting on a path where they can understand more about God and how to serve Him. And we find that we find that mission that I was just talking about in the uh, Great Commission, which is in Matthew twenty eight. And it says, uh and Jesus came and said to them All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so I wanted to sort of get into this concept of bearing fruit and I wanted to think of it in terms of an apple tree. I've actually titled this leadership talk, Apple Tree Discipleship. And the most important part of an apple tree that has to develop really well before the tree can grow is its root system. And in the same way that trees have root systems, I think that our heart could be defined as our root system because what it said earlier, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Another verse, uh, Psalms 1-3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season And its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. Every fruit tree bears its fruit in its own season. An apple tree does various things in the various seasons. In the same way, we as leaders have various seasons that we go through. And so, for this next part, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each of the four seasons as far as an apple tree goes. And when I say the season, there's going to be a little description. Of what an apple tree does in that season and then i'm going to get into how it relates to us as leaders the first season that we're going to talk about is spring and this is the description of what apple trees do in the season of spring spring is a time of rapid root growth as both fibrous and fine roots spread taking up water and nutrients to support apple tree budding Once the tree buds, the roots stop growing. After budding, the apple tree puts all its nutrients and energy into growing leaves and fruit. Newly planted apple trees will not bear fruit for several years until the root system is well established. I describe this one as spring is the season of preparation. Spring is the season of building our foundation. That's when we want to get into the scripture and start learning more about Christ. We have to get the fundamentals down. The season of spring, the season of preparation, is a great time to have mentors in your life. You need people pouring into you, pouring in uh, nutrients, as it calls it when talking about trees. Um, You want people that can pour in um, advice, leadership, mentors, stuff like that that will help build you up. You have to build those roots down deep if it's going to be able to stand under the strain of the leadership that you'll experience during uh, ministry. So in the same regard, before we can start discipling others and producing fruit, our hearts need strong roots found in Scripture and a healthy relationship with God. It's not just in ministry that, that you have to do this. You can look at any area of life. You wouldn't put a player into a football game who had missed the entire summer of workouts. He'd get destroyed. So in the same way that he would have to prepare and train himself to be able to be get put in the game, we have to start training ourselves. We have to train ourselves to be able to talk to others and to really show God's love to others. And that's what the entire purpose of spring is. So what are some ways that we do that? What are some of the ways that we prepare ourselves for this season of producing fruit that is coming? And I think some of the most uh, important ways, and these are kind of obvious because it's what you always hear about at church, but um, study scripture. Studying Scripture is one of the best ways to gain strong roots. Everything you need, you can find in Scripture. Leadership books are great. There are leaders that have uh, went through all this and they wrote it down in books. and They put that out there for you so that you can learn from their mistakes and their successes. But everything that they're teaching about can be found in Scripture. So that's one of the best ways. But another one is just improving your prayer life. You will not make it in ministry. You will not make it in leadership if you don't have a strong prayer life. You don't talk to God often. Because everything, every ounce of leadership that you'll ever have comes directly from Him. He gives all authority on heaven and on earth. So you cannot be a leader unless you're talking to God. And something else that I believe you need to do during this season of preparation, this, this season of spring, is you got to find freedom from your past strongholds. And I know that that's vague and uh, I didn't really give a whole lot of details there, but stuff in your past is holding you back. You have to let go of it. You have to learn to get through that. And that there, you can find freedom by studying scripture, seeing what it says about it, and you can find it in your prayer life. But the best way And some stuff that's not going to be easy is uh, you have to find forgiveness. And sometimes it's forgiveness for people that you don't even know that you're holding anything against. But if you want to move forward into the next season, if you want to move past the season of preparation into the next season, you have to find freedom from everything that's holding you back. That's the only way that your roots are going to grow deep and they're going to grow strong and they're going to be able to hold you up in the next season, which is summer. The description of apple trees in summer is this Apple tree roots don't grow during summer since they are busy supplying water and nutrients to developing fruit. Some apple trees become stressed at this time if their root systems are not well established. Now before I even get into this, what I don't want you to hear me say, because this is not what I'm saying, is I don't want you to hear I don't have to develop myself during this time. I'm I'm focused solely outward. No. As a leader you will always be learning. Leaders are learners. Even if you've been doing ministry for 20, 30 years, I've seen ministers of 20 and 30 years that come into meetings and they bring notebooks and they're jotting down every word that's said because they're learners. They're lifetime learners. But now moving on to what summer is for uh, leaders. Summer is the season of production. This is the season where we produce the fruit. In this season, we devote our time not as much on our own spiritual growth. You are still growing spiritually, but you're also focused on the spiritual growth of others. That's the disciples that God has placed in your life. And to sort of drive this point home, I want to talk about how Jesus bore fruit. Jesus had 12, he had 3, and he had 1. So the 12 that Jesus had, you can find this in Matthew 10, 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him. And gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. So these were the ones that got to experience daily life with Jesus. He gave them authority. He trusted them. He knew that if he delegated something to them that they were going to get it done. It was just a group that was, he surrounded himself with on a daily basis and poured into them. You have to have 12. You have to have 12, at least 12 people in your life that you're pouring into consistently that you trust, that you're teaching on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, that you're getting in touch with and just helping them on their spiritual walk. It's just something you have to have as a leader, as a group. Christianity is all about relationship. You have to have relationship with other people. So surround yourself with 12 people and pour into them consistently. Jesus also had three Matthew seventeen one and 2, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light. So who were his three? They're the ones that, in his most vulnerable times, he wanted them with him. He wanted the people that he could trust the most, that he knew that when it came down to it, they had their back. So who do, you, who do you trust the most to have your back out of your group, out of the people that you're mentoring? Who can you hand authority to and trust that they aren't going to let you down? This is your three. You need to have people in your corner, just a small group. This isn't like your 12. You don't want all of your 12 to be like your three. You want to have people that you can trust that are a small group, that have your back and can offer advice and that look up to you to offer them advice in difficult times. And the final one, Jesus had one, And this is a sort of argued question among uh, theology and Christianity. Is, is it Peter? Is it John? Was that Jesus' is one? And I'm going to say that it's Peter just because he told him, you are Peter and on this rock my church will be built. But um, this is the one that, essentially, if something were to happen to you, worst case scenario, everything ended today, there would be somebody to carry on your mission. This is your second in command. I would have to, I would have to call it that. And that's just so, eventually, you are, you are not going to be here any longer. So you need to have somebody that you're discipling. That when you're not, they know the game plan. They know what you're doing and how you're doing it. So that they can continue on doing what you're doing. And like I said before, this season is completely dependent on the amount of root growth that we had in spring. You can only give people what you have yourself. You can only take people where you've been yourself. So if you haven't developed your, your roots really strong, you can't help develop other people's roots really strong. And so this will uh, lead on to the next season. But before it does, I want to ask this question. How can we leverage the roots that we built in spring into producing fruit during summer? And I think that something I mentioned earlier in the spring portion of it that's very important, and it's been very important for me, is you have to build those mentor-student relationships with those around you. In a time of spring, you should have had somebody, at least one person, you have more than one that mentors you, but you should have at least one mentor that pours into you because you're gonna have questions. The first time you're discipling somebody, you're not always gonna know the answer. You need somebody that you can come and talk to. So when you you build up those mentor-student relationships, you have somebody that's been in the same position that you've been in that can help you through this new season that you are in. And this is gonna lead to a lot of help in the next season, which is the season of fall. The description of fall in apple trees is this. Many fine roots of the apple tree die, but the fibrous roots of the tree start to grow using the apple tree's stored energy. And I I labeled this one as fall is the season of pruning. Fall is the season of cutting away the unfruitful branches. Because there's always going to be unfruitful branches in your ministry. Fall is the season to cut them away so that fruitful branches can be enriched enriched with more of the nutrients. John fifteen twelve says it like this. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. And I think that we can look at uh, this season in a few different ways. One of the ways we can look at it is um, what activities are you doing to try and produce fruit that you're just not producing any fruit off of. And I can use uh, this as an example and I'm not saying that this is the way it is. But right now in the season that I'm in, I'm trying to produce a lot of uh, content through this podcast and through this blog. And so let's say that I look on my blog and I'm getting viewers. I'm I'm getting a lot of readers on there. And a lot of people are commenting on it and they're learning from it. And that's all good. So that's a branch that's producing fruit. But let's say this podcast let's say that only uh, one or two people are looking at it and nobody even really knows it's there and I'm spending a lot of time recording and a lot of time pouring into this and it's taken up a lot of those nutrients to put it back in the apple tree terms, it's taken up a lot of those nutrients that I could be using elsewhere. So what I would want to do is I would want to quit the podcast, I would want to cut that, prune that branch, So that I can pour more of my time back into the blog. So I can start putting more content that people are actually reading and looking into. And start to produce more content like that. Because it's obviously reaching more people. And fulfilling its purpose more. Now you can just take out the name, the blog, the podcast. And put in whatever you're doing to produce fruit. Put, Put those words in there. If it's something that you're doing that's doing really well. That's producing a lot of fruit and then you have something that's not producing any fruit, prune whatever that is and pour it back into the the fruit-producing branches. Another way that we can look at this, and this is a unfortunate side of it, is not every person that you're trying to disciple has the same mindset or same heart that you have. Sometimes you're going to have to let people walk out of your leadership, out of your ministry, or whatever it is. And that's Okay. Uh, Bishop T.D. Jake said it like this one time. He said, all those that stayed couldn't leave and all those that left couldn't stay. There there are people that are going to walk out of your ministry and that's okay. God didn't have that for them. God didn't have that for you. Release it. Because you, you're trying to hold on to it, hold on to them, is doing more damage to them when they could be going to someone else or somewhere else where they can be more productive. And then you have all that energy back where you can put it on other people and produce more fruit in them. So my question that I wanna ask here is, uh, what are some of the branches in your life that may need pruning? And it may not be uh, any one, it may be something. What are, what are some goals that are consuming more time and producing little results? I'll go back to my, uh, my podcast that I'm doing in my, my blog. They're both doing pretty well right now, but if it ever gets to the point where my podcast or my blog is doing not as well as the other one, I'm going to have to reevaluate. I'm going to have to reevaluate how bad I, I want to keep it as opposed to is it actually productive? Is it actually producing results? And that's just one of the things that you have to do. You have to conserve energy because – Well, honestly, because winter is coming. Winter can be a harsh and unforgiving season. And the description of it for apple trees, once again, is root growth is slow but steady and continues until the ground freezes. One advantage of apple tree root growth in winter is the lack of competition from other plants and turf grass. And I labeled this one as winter is the season of persevering. Like I said, winter can be a very unforgiving season. And sometimes in ministry and leadership, you just don't want to do it. You're just exhausted and you feel like you've been pouring out and you're not getting anything in return. You feel like uh, you're not producing anything anymore. And it can just be a really, really rough, rough spot. And everybody goes through these seasons of winter you can hear uh, messages from pastors all over the world where they talk about seasons where it just felt like they were pouring out and pouring out and pouring out and it wasn't producing anything. It's like um, the way that I compare it is I was a runner back in high school and I used to love to go on long runs because I felt like I could travel all over whatever town I was in and I could run for miles and miles and miles. But if you put me on a treadmill, it's like I'm putting in the same effort, but I'm not going anywhere and I just hated it. And that's the way that sometimes I think of uh, ministry when it gets really hard for me is I start feeling like I'm putting in a a lot of effort and I'm, I'm really picking up the pace and putting in a lot more effort than I ever have before. And I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and I look around and I'm still in the same place that I was when I started. And it's just detrimental to you. So... You have to have those strong roots that you built in spring and you've had to prune those, those branches in fall so that you can reserve your energy to continue on doing what God has called you to do. But also, one of the beautiful things about season, uh, the season of winter is if you look at uh, apple trees once again, late winter is the perfect time to plant new apple tr- seeds. It's the perfect time to plant new seeds in places to continue to, uh, it's going to grow more if you plant them in late winter. So this is the perfect time for the cycle to begin anew. So you go back to spring and you look at what I said there, start getting into scripture, start your prayer life. It's a time where you have to snap yourself out of it, out of whatever place you're in uh, mentally and get yourself back in the Bible, get yourself back learning because there's going to be times like this over and over and over again throughout your life. And everything you do, you're going to lose your fire sometimes. You're going to lose your passion. So you have to be able to have the discipline to kick yourself back into gear, get going again, and just continue to learn and grow. So that you can prepare yourself to continue to pour out, to love on people, and to continue to grow what God has given you. So some questions I want to ask with with this one. And the first one's just sort of a question you can ask yourself. You don't I mean I'm I, I'm not going to answer it here, but um have you built your roots deep enough to survive the harsh winter season? Have you built them deep enough that when it gets hard that you're going to remember why you're doing this? Are have you built them deep enough that even when you feel like you're not producing anything, can you continue going? Can you continue going knowing that the this, this summer season is coming again. Can you trust in that? And if not, then continue to build them deeper. Continue to build the discipline to know how to, how to stay in Scripture, how to stay learning constantly. So it's just the same as in uh, spring. How can you better survive these barren seasons in life? The answer is always going to be one of the answers that always included spend constant and consistent time in prayer. You need to talk to God, especially during this season. And that's one of the beautiful things about the other seasons, spring, summer, fall. If you've done them right, you were already learning and building a good prayer life. So now you you have that to fall back on because you can't fall back on anything else. You can fall back on the fact that you can talk to God and tell Him what you're struggling with at any point. And something that helps me with this is I journal. I write down in my journal. I write my prayers down in my journal. I write devos that I do, devotionals, uh, just any little thing that I can, I write it in my journal. And even in the seasons where I don't feel like I'm producing a whole lot of fruit, I'm writing that down and I have it. I have it there to look back on when I do come out of the season because then it encourages me the next time that I feel like I'm not producing. So if you're coming into a winter season, Just hold on. Just hold on because spring is coming. You're going to continue to grow. You're going to plant those roots even deeper into the ground. And then you're going to begin producing again. That's the beautiful thing about life is it comes at us in cycles. And ministry and leadership and discipleship, it is no different. So here at the end, I want to just read the Great Commission one more time and what I've been talking about this entire time. And that's just, uh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And this is just at the end of uh, Jesus' ministry here on earth. He gave this commission to his disciples, and if you're a follower of Christ, you are a disciple. And in this commission, he just tells them, go into all the nation. He wants to make disciples of everyone. Because when we make people disciples, they make disciples. And we continue to go down this huge chain where we crowd heaven together and people come to know Jesus more and more. Because together we can do so much more than we can do alone. So during this season where maybe you're in spring, where you're planting your roots deep and you're growing and learning and you're just enjoying this newness and this new fresh passion that you have or maybe you're in summer or maybe you're not growing as much but you're you're producing and you're helping to others you're helping others have the same passion that that you have and you're just growing and you're enjoying this time of community and relationships or maybe you're in the season of pruning where you're having to reevaluate what you're doing and what you're pouring your energy into and everything that's going on in your life and just seeing what your your time management is. That's what fall is all about is time management and seeing where you can do better and produce more. Or maybe you're in winter where you're just struggling and it just it's just hard. You're dragging yourself out of bed every day and like, why am I doing this? I've been there. Whatever season you're in, just know that like in all life. It's a cycle. It's just a cycle that you're going to go through. You're going to go through different seasons, and some seasons are going to be unforgiving and harsh, and some seasons are going to be life-giving and and good. Just enjoy the seasons as they come. Prepare for the harsh seasons, and then when you're in the harsh seasons, prepare for the season where you come out of it because it's going to feel good again. It's It's just like and this season we're in right now with everything going on with this this virus and everything doesn't seem all that great, but we know that we're going to come out on the other side because it's a cycle. Leadership and discipleship, it's the same way. We go through tough times, we go through good times. We go through tough times, we go through good times. And it's like that our entire life. You just have to learn to flow with it. You just have to learn how to... Build your roots deep and then persevere. So that's my that's my leadership talk for today and I hope you enjoyed it. I, I thank you for tuning in. I know this is a longer episode than what I usually do. But if you're on my website, like I always say, you can scroll down to the bottom and it'll say, drop me a line, let me know what you think. And that's just so uh, you can offer feedback. If there's something that I said that resonated with you, let me know. If there's something that I said, even if you don't agree with it and you want to tell me what you think, I'd love to hear from you. I, I'm I'm a leader and I'm a learner. I love to learn. So if there's something that you read that you think that your opinion on is can uh, go deeper into that, I would love to hear from you. Also, if you're on my, my website, there should be a blue box over on the side that says subscribe. Just put your email in that. It's completely free subscribe to this. It just lets me have your email address so I can get in contact with you to send updates on when my new content is coming out. But once again, I thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Anchored Podcasts. This is the first leadership lesson, leadership talk that I've done. And I've just been really excited about it. I think that uh, these are going to be really good and I'm hoping that you benefit from it as much as I am. So thank you for tuning in. This is Ethan Corbett and I appreciate it.